Hello listeners, just to give you a bit of a heads up, this episode is dropping slightly late this week and this is due to me being horrifically ill for most of this week. Um, There are a couple of things in the episode we discuss, which is um, that there's been no uh, images of the Defenders released yet and also no um, release date for the new Twin Peaks series released yet. Both of which things happened right after we recorded this episode, so those are uh, available now. Uh, we will talk about the the picks that have been released from the Defenders um, probably between now and the release of Iron Fist. Anyway, just wanted to give you a heads up with that, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. Oh man, we're at the end of the series and I nearly forgot. Oh, it's terrible. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Tammy. Hooray! And we may or may not have a special guest joining us. Um, Listener Rebecca. Yeah, I'm calling you out. I'm throwing you some shade. Uh, She may or may not be joining us later on in this episode. We shall wait and see. Um, but in the meantime, it's the season finale of Luke Cage, guys. Oh, so I thought we could celebrate this moment um, because Luke Cage, as we know, really likes the saying "Sweet Christmas," and we have just recently had Christmas. It might have been sweet, it might not. So I thought we should all tell the listeners what was our sweetest Christmas memory of 2016. <laughs> I think mine was. Um, getting um, getting a, a kiss on the nose from my nephew, Ethan, because it was very Aww. sweet. And I went, give me a kiss, and I pointed at my nose, and he's never done it before, and he gave me a little kiss on my nose. Mel and I is also involved. <laughs> oh, Nephews well, are the best. Yeah, well, no, but we, we, we got to meet my new niece this Christmas, because she was just born, like, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, so that was nice. Well, what's and, her uh, name? Uh, Emmy. Aww. Yeah. And then, uh, and then my nephew like doesn't talk much. He's only two, and he's just starting to learn how to talk. But anyways, he uh, he was about to leave. It was Christmas Day, and he was about to leave. And uh, he had given everybody like a hug and a kiss goodbye. And then uh, the door opens, and he turns around and looks at everybody very sincerely, and he's like, "Merry Christmas!" Oh, oh yeah, he's actually. But it was like French. in French. So it was just, he sounds like he's like a little tiny Tim, like, God bless us, everyone. Aww. <laughs> basically that, yeah. Aww, that's so cute. Oh, <laughs> Tammy, what was your... And you're not allowed to say when you went to Hot O Potto, because you're going to make me jump. Why? 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 That is... That was a very sweet moment. I know you so well, Tammy. I know you so well. Well, you can say that as long as you say. Obviously, the thing that would have made it sweeter is if Claire was was with you. Thanks. We left the seat. We left the seat open for you, Claire. Oh, I put a balloon with my face on it. Was your nephew there? Can you hear your nephew story? I have no 
nephews. I have like a semi niece, <laughs> like my brother's girlfriend's kid. But uh, that's that's as much as I have. I have two brothers and no nieces or nephews. Nothing. But you are a mother, so you win. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I win. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 thought was, I thought it was just because I went to Hanapaka. You win the prize of motherhood, <laughs> Terry. Yeah. Well. Yep. That's the prize. That's. Also, can I, I just say as well, the, the intro for your podcast, Tammy, your podcast oh, yeah. called I'll Watch That Movie with Tammy and Dan, mainly movies from the 80s, some from the 90s, and we'll go from there. Your, the intro to your podcast um, by, your, by your daughter is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I like that she's trying to use a voice. Yeah, she's doing a voice. That's why I like it, because it's like, it's a performance. <laughs> yeah. So very so good. Random. So those were our sweet Christmas memories, and I hope all of our listeners also had a sweet Christmas. Um, I don't really have any news this week, so that segment replaced it. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> as far as I know, they're still filming Defenders. Um, that's about it, I think. I don't think there's been any pictures or anything released. There's a couple of people confirmed to be in Black Panther. Um, but there's not really been anything major. Oh, there was a picture released of the Steelbook they're going to um, release with the Blu-ray of Doctor Strange, and it is gorgeous. So if you, uh, if any listeners are interested in Steelbooks for Blu-rays, oh my god, it's beautiful. It's like one of the books from the film, and it's got the eye of Agamotto, whatever it's called, on the front, the green gem. It's very cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, so Tammy. For the last time Yo. for Luke Cage season one, I'm going to hand over to you, Tammy. I'm also going to say a little thing first, though, which is remember many, many episodes ago when I said, oh, my favourite music moment or my favourite song from Luke Cage doesn't take place until the last episode. Yeah, it was yeah. that final song. So I just thought I'd mention uh, it. it was, OK, so all right. So the final song was by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. And sadly, she passed away on November the 18th. Yeah. Like, wow. last, last one just gone. So recent. It's so yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, they actually formed their band in 2001, like, as it was currently. Um, so, and their whole thing was to bring back kind of, like, funk of the 60s and 70s. So I thought that was neat, and I feel like they did that in the episode. It was a, a good song. I love that uh, song they... at the end. It's I've, I've had it on lo- repeat so much. I love it. <laughs> I love the slow bit in the middle where it goes all, like, cool and chill, and then it just yeah. goes back into it. It's so great. Uh, they also, uh, you can hear them backing, doing backing vocals and music on uh, Amy Winehouse's record, unlike six out of 11 of the songs or something like nice. that. Nice. It's like a great amount, so, including the rehab song, so... Cool. Um, you can also hear my dog singing in the background every once in a while during this episode. I don't know why she won't shut up. So there's that. Uh, it's doing um, a Sharon Jones impression. I, I, she's, but she's Sharon doing five, 100 days, 100 bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then the Gangstar uh, song, it says it was playing at the beginning when the guys were, um, when Stryker and Luke were fighting, like, um, doing the boxing stuff, but maybe it was just the music itself, because yeah. I didn't hear lyrics, yeah, and I, I rewatched it today, and I didn't notice it, but I had it on low because I was watching it at work. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so the song is You Know My Steez, 
So the lyrics I chose is, who's the suspicious character? Strap with sounds profound. Similar to round. Similar to round spit by derringers. You're in Terradome, like my man Chuck D said. It's time to dethrone you and dethrone you clones and all you knuckleheads. Because uh, MCs have used up extended warranties, nice. and I thought that that was like Luke finally doing his little comeback at the end. He's he's finally just gonna take this clown out and be done. Yeah, <laughs> so, nice, yeah. cool. But yeah, I'm oh. thinking it was just the music. I don't because I didn't hear any lyrics. So. I didn't either. I wonder when they do like Luke Cage season two if um, the songs are going to be named after gang uh, the t- episodes. Sorry, going to be named after Gangstar songs again. Or they're going to go with like another band um, yeah. that that um, Chio likes, only because to quote uh, to quote um, you know because obviously I have watched uh, every episode of the show Covert Affairs from USA Characters Welcome. Uh, feel free to <laughs> feel free to judge me, listeners. It's fine. Um, but they each season of that the songs uh, the episodes sorry are named after songs by different bands. So they've had like David Bowie, Led Zeppelin, Pavement, I think. Oh, fun. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if they do that or, you know, they, they also do a lot of literary references in this, like in the first season. Mm-hmm. They could even just go with like book titles and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, that too. would be cool. Yeah. Nice. We shall have to wait and see. Cool. Okay. They could just do Vanilla Ice songs next week. <laughs> is there more than one Vanilla Ice song? Oh, no, there is because there's Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah. From Two Shells, too. Now we'll have a crossover with Daredevil ninjas. Oh, can you imagine if they started playing that in Daredevil and all the ninjas ran in? I'd die of happiness. <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go. Oh, anyway. So, yeah, this week's episode is Luke Cage, season one, episode 13, You Know My Stees. It was written by Aida Mashaka Kroll and uh, series creator Chia Hadari Koka, directed by Clark Johnson. With all of Harlem bearing witness, I don't know about all of Harlem, uh, Luke takes on the fight of his life in hopes of emerging as the defender his city needs. To quote Claire, that's a bit corny. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of corny in this episode. Oh, there's yeah, yeah there's a lot of corny. Uh, so we begin um, with young Luke and Willis boxing. Luke's got his little yellow gloves on. And he also, little Luke, wears yellow, doesn't curse, and also has a goatee. Which <laughs> is <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, what did you guys think of these flashbacks of, like, um, Willis and, well, Carl, I should say, in this episode, like the boxing ones? Um, I thought they picked a good actor to play young Willis. Yeah. He looks yeah. just like, like a young Willis. I, like, I liked him better than now Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because he's not wearing a, a crazy costume? Yeah. But th- this is them fairly late late in and they're they're almost adults, or maybe they're young adults, and they're still like thick as thieves. So I want to yeah. see like the break. <laughs> I didn't like really get what the point of these scenes was. I guess to show that they, because they sort of had the boxing intercutting with the fight they were having, but we know that they're enemies. So I kind but, of found it a bit strange. But here they're not enemies. That's the main difference. Here, I mean. To I guess me, so, it's yeah. Like here, this is like they're like besties. Like they, and and because Willis knows that Carl is his brother, I don't 
you know, Carl doesn't know, obviously, that Willis is his brother. But because Willis knows Carl is his brother, he treats him like his brother. Like, he loves him like mm. his brother. And it's, he, I, I won't say it because uh, it's a quote, but, uh, <laughs> but um, they, some of the lines that they have going back and forth, like, to me, it just shows how close they were. And mm. I think that's why. It now like makes sense, like why Luke was so taken back, taken aback when Willis shows up mm-hmm. and hates him. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, I just I remember when I watched this episode the first time, I was a bit like, why is this in this? Um, I forgot that he didn't know that he was his brother. I forgot mm-hmm. that. That totally changes that scene now. Mm. It's yeah. just seemed odd that he would get mad because Luke didn't know. Like, it's not Luke's fault. It's the dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he was mad about... He was mad at Luke as well because of the way Luke was... Even though Luke was a mistake, like he... Uh, it's a quote again. Luke was a mistake, but the father still treated him better and he treated uh, Willis's mum, like... I know. Not as he should. I know, but it's still, like... It's still not even, like, Luke's fault. It's the dad. She, yeah. The dad should have been the target in all of this, but I guess the dad was probably... Was the dad dead? Yeah. Yeah. Um, No. Oh, I don't know. No, he's alive. I think he's alive. But I guess... Well, Luke doesn't know. I mean, the church is abandoned, so I'm guessing his father is dead. I don't know, actually. We heard... The last we heard, um, he just, like... He was disappointed at him because he went to prison, and that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I think Luke said something like, oh, he doesn't know I'm alive. But then, so, but I don't know if Luke actually knows that his, if his dad's alive or not. I, I don't know. Yeah. If anyone can he remember. He never looked him up. He never Googled him, remember? to <laughs> 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 look him up. Yeah. yeah. He never saw what happened. Why was the church like that? Who knows? OMG, Willow, I'm going to, like, <laughs> shove you off a cliff. Oh, <laughs> Willow's, Willow's so sad it's the last episode. <laughs> Oh, um, I thought I did. I did scour all the posters in the background for Easter eggs. I couldn't see any, but I did think with the timeline, I was like, oh, it would be really cute if there was like a, a Jack Murdoch poster somewhere. But then I don't know if the timeline really adds up. I think it would. Um, I thought that would be cool. Like Jack Murdoch versus someone. But that might have been Jack nice. Jack Murdoch really just like kind of famous more in New York and they're in what, South Carolina well, or something. Uh, oh yeah, true. Yeah, because they would have been in Georgia then, wouldn't they? Or Georgia. Tammy, you 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 need to be the host again, right? You're taking over. Uh, okay. Here's no, my tra- that's okay. Here's here's nope, my notes. Nope, Here you go. Nope, <laughs> amazing and perfect. You continue. Oh, why, why? Thank you very much, Tammy. I'll pay you later. Though, if Jack Murdoch beat up like a preacher, <laughs> <laughs> he would never do that. He's like they're so super Catholic. <laughs> yeah, but oh. I mean, a preacher is like not Catholic. A priest oh, is yeah, Catholic. True. <gasps> See, I know nothing, guys. Like my brain is falling out of my head today. It's terrible. Oh man. Oh. That's okay, Claire. You would beat up any re- religious cleric. You'd be like, whatever. They're all the same to me. Oh yeah, I would. <laughs> um, so when we cut to the present day, the fight within is still going on in Pops. And Pops' photo is knocked to the floor. And I was like, oh, Pops. Mm-hmm. Um, this fight scene, I remember when I first watched this episode, I felt like this fight scene went on for like half the episode. And that's yes. why in this in this 
episode when I watched it. It might be again, uh, 13 hours, I was getting towards the end. I was a bit tired. But I just remember feeling like, oh, this is so dumb. I don't like it. But the fact that this is over quite quick, I don't mind it so much. I don't, I don't really like the intercutting with the boxing and stuff, but the actual fight is pretty quick, so I don't mind it that much. But it goes on for 13 minutes of a 45-minute episode. It's, it's I, 25% yeah. of the episode is this fight. I, I guess I just felt like it was so much longer when oh, yeah. I watched it the first time. I felt like it was the entire episode. Um, I like I all the, the like the, the crunching of the cars and all that yeah. stuff. All That's that. what I was going to say. The car oh. crunching. <laughs> um, and uh, I I didn't. Oh, I I really don't like Willis, and I I don't no, like I his don't. costume. His costume looks dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, because you weren't here last week when I, um, I sort of pointed out that of... this is comic book accurate. This comic, this costume. Oh. The head kind of looks snaky. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like just. Just punch him in the jaw, Luke. Like, his jaw's not protected. And was it previously established that his suit was powered by, like, absorbing other impacts? I don't think it was. Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, I don't know the exact thing of how the suit works. I did wonder in my notes, um, because, like, giving you an early Easter egg, they say that it's Hammer Tech, like Justin Hammer, who's been mentioned a lot in this series, who is the, um, one of the villains in Iron Man 2. Um, and he wanted to create, like, his own version of Iron Man. So when we kept seeing that light on the back that was kind of powering it up, I didn't know if this was, like, the Justin Hammer version of, like, the arc reactor that powers Iron Man's suit. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, it did seem to, like, because it powered up every so often, so it did seem to be reacting to every time, like, Luke hit him, like, the impacts. Um, so I don't know. And but like, they didn't yeah. establish it before. Uh because like yeah, when he crushed those other people's chests, he hadn't been he hadn't taken a huge impact right before it. <laughs> no, no, but that was just like the one punch. So maybe that was the I don't know the well no because he would have done multiple punches when he killed Domingo's gang. I don't I don't know I don't know how it works. Hmm. Someone who is a weapons manufacturer right in and tell us please <laughs> <laughs> if you if you manufacture weapons made out of alien technology. Right in. Tell us. Tell us how it works. Let us know. Yeah. Very interesting. Were you guys uh, happy yeah, that... I, oh, sorry. Go on, Tammy. Go I was on. just going to say, every time they showed that, like, powering thing on the back of his outfit, mm-hmm. though, I was just like, Luke, just punch that thing. Like, yeah. And it'd be done. <laughs> like, what's happening? I what honestly thought that's what he was going to do, like, both times. Because even this time, I was like, I know he defeats him, but doesn't he punch the thing on the back? No? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, oh, yeah. I don't think so, no. I found, yeah. it, I found it odd that... Um, you should have. I yeah. found it odd that Willis would choose such a public place to fight Luke Cage. Because he was always trying to convince everybody else that, you know, that he was... That Luke Cage was him and whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean, though, right? Like, it's yeah. Yeah. odd he would do that. I think he like, just doesn't care at this he was point. Done any with the charade? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is, and he wants to like shame him as well. So he wants to defeat him in front of ev- all of Harlem, apparently. All yeah. Twenty people. Every single person. <laughs> um, but obviously he wasn't shamed because everybody was cheering for him. So. Yeah, yeah. We can cheer for him later, guys. Luke, 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 Luke. <laughs> Uh, did you like that we, uh, during the fight, we got the return of the girl whose name I can't remember from yeah. uh, the funeral, from um, yes. Pop's funeral. That was cool. 
the one where mm. um, Luke got her ring back. So she was in it. And also little DVD boy uh, it, selling <laughs> DVDs at the instant. I love that he came back. I was like, oh, and now he's got a DVD of Luke. Oh, the circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really cute. Um, we also got uh, Tembi coming back as well because Mariah... Um, and Shades are trying to escape in the car, but they've left the folder with the information about Luke at Pops, um, which they were sort of holding over Luke. So that's when Mariah calls Alex to get uh, Tembi to come and report because she knows that Misty is going to arrest her, so she might as well control that. Oh, Mariah, you're so sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked it when uh, Luke picked up a diamondback with one hand and threw him into the yeah. ceiling. That was awesome. Uh, um, I We also see Misty just using that arm like yep. nothing ever happened. That's because she secretly got it replaced and with a robot arm. Yeah. I was like, I swear it's only been a day. Like, yeah, if that. Well, she better be over it. I mean, she hasn't even had the the dental floss taken out of her arm yet. So she better be overexerting herself with that arm and it's going to fall off in the Defenders, is what I'm hoping. First yeah. first scene, she yeah. goes, she sits down in a diner, picks up a Coke and her arm falls off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought as long as that like string was in there, the artery was tied off and her arm would be dying. Yeah, it is. Her <laughs> arm is dying. It's going to be all withered and it's going to fall <laughs> off. This is, I, oh, it's all I want. It's all I want, guys. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll get to that later on in the episode. Uh, so Candice and Soledad are watching the news report on Luke, um, and then Soledad tells Claire that her eyes sparkle when she talks about Luke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to... Uh, okay, guys, okay, I'm going to quantum leap you back a bit into um, a previous episode, okay? Guys, guys, take my hand. We're going all the way back to episode uh, 10. Okay, you ready? Um, I want to quote something that Tammy said. <clears throat> I'm telling you, if Claire and Luke get together, I am out. Bye, Tammy. Oh, bye, Tammy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not together yet, but when it gets to that part in the episode, that's I'm done. As soon as that coffee's poured. Yeah, oh, this, this I was... Conversation. Fuck that conversation. I was watching this episode originally, and when Soledad said this, I was like, you better not be. I was sitting there, I was like, I can't believe it. Because I, look, look, to paint the picture, 13 hours of television, I was very tired and grumpy. I'm old, I get tired easily, guys. Um, I'm sitting there, I'm first of all grumpy because I'm going, she still hasn't lost that freaking arm. And then I'm sitting there grumping going, they better not be getting those two together. So this might be why I was grumpy about Diamondback in the first time, because I was grumpy about those two things. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of Claire and Luke in this episode? We can skip ahead if you want. Uh, well, I want to ask Tammy, like, so are you, okay? are, you, are you like still in, even though they kissed? Do they have to have sex before you're out? <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> they got to completely have coffee for me to be out. <laughs> But yeah, have to say hot and dark. They have to actually drink the coffee. <laughs> right now, they just kind of like they heated it up and they took they a little sip. It. Yeah, breathing yeah. in the aroma. <laughs> took in the aroma. <laughs> they like, put their mouth all over it. <laughs> they really had a weird. Though. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, very weird. I I don't like these two together, and like terrible. And, yeah, and I I feel like. 
They've maybe put them together because they are together in the comics, but like the much bigger relationship in the comics is Luke and Jessica, OTP, OTP forever. Um, but and maybe because we get to the at the end of the episode and they have obviously Claire, like Luke's going back to prison and Claire's going to call her attorney friend to get him out of trouble. Um, whether that's Matt or Foggy, we don't know. I so, think it's Foggy. Uh, yeah, I think it, well, I hope it's Foggy, because Foggy is a much better attorney than Matt is. Um, but, like, so assuming that's going to be the start of the Defenders, that's how Luke gets out of prison. Um, so maybe they were like, well, we're going to set them up as a couple, because then it's going to do that. But I agree, I think, with what you said before, Tammy, as well, which is I would much rather they be friends and comrades yeah. than lovers. I don't like them together. Uh, yeah. It's not good. I would rather have just had Luke sleep with Misty. I mean, Luke sleeping with Misty still kind of upsets me because I'm all about Misty and Danny. Um, so I'm... I I, I don't know. She but um, be in this show. Oh, but she's going to be in The Defenders. I have a feeling they're going to have Danny with Colleen and that will really upset me. I'll cry. I think it was, like, any time... Claire, Misty, and Luke were together, it was super awkward as mm. well. Mm. And, like, even... And, you know, I, I don't know if it was just me projecting that feeling <laughs> or Misty, uh, the actress portraying Misty, you know, acting that way, but it seemed awkward. More for her than, you know, the other two, but... Yeah. She seemed like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, they weren't sensitive yeah. at all. Mm. No! No. I just, just like right in front of her making comments. <laughs> yeah. It's like about okay. coffee specifically. Come yes! on. I, I just I don't I'm not a fan of Claire in this series. I feel bad. Yeah. I just think she's too she's a bit too perfect. She's a bit too she does <laughs> nothing wrong. She's like, Hey, I'm badass and I beat up these guys and I'm like I can do all these magical treatments and I'm like totally a hero and I'm also sleeping with Luke Cage. Well, you know, about to. And it's kind of like, eh, I wish that they would make her have a bit more vulnerability. Make I her like a bit more real. That. Like, we get so much vulnerability with Misty. That's why I like Misty. I wish we would get some of that with Claire, but there's not. It's just Claire's just the... She's a bit too perfect. Mm. I don't like it. I like uh, how she's like, oh, mom, I have to go down there and help him. And then the only thing she does when she gets there is provide him napkins to wipe the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we should say about, like, the rest of the, the fight scene, really. So, like, obviously it's going on. Diamondback's kind of winning over Luke. He punches him, like, three miles down the street or whatever it is. Luke goes flying <laughs> backwards. Um, and then the crowds start cheering Luke on. Um I didn't like that. Why? When they go, Luke, it felt too Luke, much like a Luke. sports match. <laughs> like, <laughs> why Why do people feel like, like those three dudes there that got involved in it, like, don't let him, don't start talking about your mother. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Like, what are you guys involving yourselves for? Like, go, go away. <laughs> You've got nothing to do with this. Go. Because he's the hero of Harlem now. It's, didn't you um, didn't you hear Tembi or no it was Mariah saying this yeah. is literally a fight for the for the soul of I Harlem? Know, but I felt like they didn't. Yeah, that's the thing. They didn't see them as two people like duking it out. They saw them as like you know basically things mm-hmm. that were punching each other. Represents, like are you doing this for me? Like for my entertainment? Mm. You know? And it's like no, this is actually two brothers. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Both with daddy issues. Both of them. Yeah. Oh, so many daddy. Yeah. Like they've got uh, they've got daddy issues. Matt Murdock's got daddy issues. Oh man, they should just talk about that. Oh, and uh, um, I think Iron Fist has daddy issues as well. Uh, so when um, uh, sort of Luke wins, well, also we get Diamondback throwing a motorcycle at Luke. That was pretty awesome. When Luke I like wins, the guy was like, throw it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did he? Oh, I didn't hear that. Throw it back. Yeah, he should have. That would be. I love. I'd love it if that was just completely improvised. Um, so Luke wants to quit. He he wants Diamondback to basically either kill him or just quit fighting. Um, and in the end, I don't get why it was that punch that Luke did that really injured uh, Diamondback, or was it that it was because Diamondback was kind of powered down at that moment or something? It was both, I think. Oh, okay. Because Diamondback's like, like it looks like he's like paralyzed later. Yeah. yeah, I think he hit. Didn't he hit him in the face? <clears throat> I think he which did because makes... then he went flying up. Which he should have hit him in the face anyway. Yeah, exactly because the suit's not there. Like it hit him either in the power area of the suit, or <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> in, or the area that is not covered by the suit. Yeah, which is his whole entire head. Yeah, hit his big smiling moon mouth. Yeah. Yeah, he was so smiley. Yeah, his teeth are so white. He was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> compliments Claire <laughs> <laughs> I, I shall <laughs> um yeah so Luke wins and uh immediately the cops tell Luke to stand down but Misty's like uh uh and then she goes and arrests Mariah for Cottonmouth's murder which was awesome and yeah. uh I, and then I, she I, totally I, gloats I, over Diamondback exactly. which was great <laughs> When she arrested Mariah and gloating over Diamondback, I'm like, oh, things are not going to go well for this. Yeah. Something is too bad is going to happen. Whenever, it's because her arm's going to fall off, Terry. Well, that's, well but that's going to be a good thing in the long run. Oh, man. What if she put the handcuffs on, uh, she put a handcuff on Mariah and then a handcuff on Misty, and then Misty went to lead her away, and then her arm just fell off, and then Mariah went, ran away. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all... This, I know it's been three episodes of me talking about Misty's arm falling off, but, you know, it's all I want. It's all I want, people. Um, I, I do love that Misty's gloating, but, yeah, whenever Misty's happy in this show, it's like, yeah, something bad's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Luke and Claire go for a little walk, and then Luke says to her that he hears everything she says, even when she doesn't say it. What? You're not dead, Devil. What are you on about? Yeah, that was kind of terrible. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand that line. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, is he telling her that he's also got telepathic powers and she never knew about them? Because that's he's what I would think if I was her. I'd be like, what? He's saying that just from her expressions or whatever that he can tell what she's thinking. But I'm like, yeah. mm, that's kind mm. of questionable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nobody's got his, like, weird pickup lines that are just bizarre. Like, we've talked about his pickup his pickup even the ones with Reva, yeah yeah are you even trying to say <laughs> <laughs> but like i feel like when he was with misty he was really smooth like when he was picking up misty he wasn't yeah, as I... corny but he's so corny with claire but didn't he say i can't remember but i swear we had dogged on him too for like some weirdo thing he said with um misty too and i can't i can't remember what it was Oh, I can't remember. Maybe the ponder, maybe the ponder a woman. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like to ponder a woman. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, Luke. He's such a dork. <laughs> I love it. At some point, somebody mentions that that all superheroes wear spandex or something, and but Luke doesn't. I'm like, none of the superheroes are wearing spandex. Maybe yeah. Spider-Man. That's about yeah. it. And Spider-Man's not even like a well-known one yet. He's only been in Civil War. Yeah. Mm. Maybe Black Widow kind of wears leathery spandex. As she should. She looks damn good in it. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, this is also where Luke and Claire hug and Luke kisses Claire's head. And I'm like, mm, mm, no. <laughs> and Tammy starts throwing stuff at the screen. So I just, I just my notes like throughout the episode was poor Misty. It's all so uncomfortable. <laughs> really Awkward. Um, so um, Misty, Luke and Claire uh, head to the police station because Luke has to give a statement right after Bobby comments that Pops is no longer a barbershop, but it will be famous. And I was like, might be a nice place to set up a, a Heroes for Hire agency, uh, Luke. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> After the defenders, maybe. I want, maybe. I want Misty to start the heroes for hire. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be Luke. Oh, it would be. Well, she would do Daughters of the Dragon with Colleen, yeah. and then Luke would do Heroes for Hire with with Ivis. But they could all hang out in there, all four of them. Although that would be awkward because, because in my mind, like Dan, like Ivis would be with Misty, and then Misty would be like, oh, and I also slept with him, your best friend forever. Sorry, that would be weird. <laughs> And then and then Jessica would walk in and be like, what? <laughs> um, so Candice and Soledad are watching um, the fight uh, or the, the aftermath of the fight on TV. And then Candice gets a text from Misty to meet. And were you guys like, <laughs> oh, she's dead because I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by this point, we know who's got that phone. Yeah. Just the fact- just the fact that she was even in this episode, I was like, she's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, if she I, wasn't going to die, they would yeah. oh, You said that last week, uh, Tammy, yeah. as well. Yeah. You were done with Candice. So you cheered when she got shot in the head, yeah? <laughs> I think my note was, that's really cold, Shades. That's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. No, they got released, remember? Why do you get released? Because they didn't have enough evidence. On but him? It seems to be like a running... Theme. Yeah, he, because, uh, you know, they were questioning him, and all he said was, Loy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got one. He got one, and she never spoke, and we don't know who she was. So, Luke is interviewed at the station by the press. One of them says, Are you single? You know, calm down, ladies. I think it was a lady, I can't remember. And then Mariah's having her mugshot taken, which was kind of funny. It was. Um, so this is the first time, because uh, Ridley and Luke meet, and this is the first time we get mention of Claire knowing a really good attorney, Franklin yeah. Nelson. Um, uh, Mariah is in the interrogation room, and she's shouting for her phone call, and then, like, talking to Mama Mabel, and, like, yeah. going going nuts. And I was like, oh, I freaking love you, Mariah, so much. I love her. Like, she's, yeah, she's, she's cray-cray. She's lost it, yeah. Yeah. She's become Mama Mabel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Misty and Bailey are talking to Luke and Claire. Luke flashes his tummy to show he has no scars. And then he says that Albini and Boone were killed by Diamondback. And then he's talking about Crispus Attics and he's giving a speech about being a vigilante or a superhero. You know, he's someone that they need. 
and all the cops are listening and like, yeah, yeah. It's very inspiring. I, like, I liked his speech. I did as well. Good. I thought it was good. <laughs> you were going to say you better have liked his speech, Claire, as well, or else. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. I did not like how Claire tries to include herself at the end, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I also <laughs> like that when he talks about Crispus Attics, we get like we get like a few quick shots of him, but we get that one of um, him being riddled with bullets and like with his hoodie and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that shot. Um, and there's lots of Harlem love, and it's great. And at the end, Luke quotes Pop. And then we see a little flashback of Pop saying never backwards, always forward. And it was like, oh, Pop. Oh, mm. I love Pop. Always twirling towards freedom. <laughs> I just imagine him like a like a, a majorette then, you know, with like a, a little twirly stick. He's twirling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Mariah is acting her little heart out, crying and telling a story uh. about Cottonmouth. <laughs> So good. I love her so much. She's oh, I just oh, she's so great. I love her. I think she steals this episode for me. She's so great. Yeah. And I like that she calls Diamond back Diamond Jim. Yes. <laughs> um, I felt like the act was like almost like too much though. It was oh, almost like totally. Yeah, like oh, Diamond Jim. Like everybody knows you're not that stupid. Like, yeah. Come on. But she does it the whole way through the episode. Like even when like misty gets the phone call at the end and like her answer to her thing to misty when misty walks in the room like i won't say it because it's an amazing quote but yeah she's totally like i think even like ridley knows that mariah's oh, yeah. guilty it's just that they have nothing to hold her on so mm-hmm. she can you know she can play this up and i think she just loves it yeah. um you know and misty arrives and she's demanding the truth because the lab results show that cottonmouth's death um, the angle and the bottle and everything kind of shows that it would have been um, a mic stand, so it's someone that he knew. And we get a flashback to the murder, and then Misty points out the missing mic stand. And Misty also has the recording of Candice confessing, and uh, Mariah's kind of like, uh oh. <laughs> but then obviously Mariah also knows that Candice is going to get killed very shortly. Mm. Um, and, Mi- and Mariah calls Misty trick. I was like, what? I love when when Mariah is just going off on Misty. It's yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's great. It's so funny. I think, that, like, apart from Turk, obviously, we know I love Turk. I think these two are my mm-hmm. favorite characters in Luke Cage. I love Shades as well, but I just I I love because I, I love Misty, but I love Mariah because she's just oh, I love her. She's great. Um, so it's always fun watching them kind of face off, uh, and this is when. Misty gets the phone call that Candace is dead and Tammy does a little happy dance. <laughs> well, I didn't because I knew, I was like, oh, this is what's going to make Misty screw up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She just is so emotional. She's so emotional. And she needs so to She needs to cloak her that's stuff. Yeah. yeah. So crazy that after all that, that's still not enough. <laughs> like, the yeah. system is broken. And I'm like, Misty, get out. To, like, stop being a cop. Exactly. Well... See, the last shot we see of Misty... She also made a mistake, though. Yeah. She also didn't exactly. the witness in. Like, she mm-hmm. should have brought her in. She shouldn't have lost but... her phone, or she should have reported the phone missing immediately. Mm-hmm. So, but you I, know, and told Candice... She definitely shouldn't have come in and, like, a, basically attacked Mariah. That's when her arm should have fallen off. Yeah, I understand <laughs> why. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> it would have undercut the tension a bit. Yeah, it's like like you said, Misty's too emotional. She lets her emotions show too much. But I like that because I think she's someone who so needs control so much, and she's so passionate about like justice and stuff, and that it's. I like I like that as a weakness for the character. I, I like my characters with weaknesses. I think it makes them realistic, which is why Claire's annoying me this season. Um, but also, we see the react of how this affects Misty, and she's like obviously devastated. Um, sorry, Matt, with what you were saying, the last shot we see of Misty in this season, I might argue that maybe she has quit and is on to going on to better things. Why do you think that? She just walked into a place. Well, we'll get to it later, Matt. Oh, I, I saw why. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it shortly. Um, so, yeah, Misty's kind of losing it, and uh, Ridley, sorry, Ridley has to release Mariah, and this is where Misty and Priscilla have a face-off, and Misty says the system is broken. Um, but Priscilla says she blames Misty entirely for Candace's death, and Misty breaks down, yeah. so I think she blames herself as well. Aww. It is her fault. <laughs> It is her fault, yeah. Um, and the next scene is uh, Matt, Mel, and Tammy's favourite scene, so I'm going to let you guys talk through it, which is when Luke and uh, Claire are eating Chinese takeout and talking Chinese about coffee. instead of pizza, again. I know! Why didn't they have him eat pizza? He loves pizza. Um, still, I thought they looked like a, a pair of idiots. <laughs> Just, like, sitting there while... while um... Misty was going through all this shit, and they're just like, yes. Yeah. You know, like, and then and then they treat her like shit again after that, so yep. I any sympathy for them. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing they're so like many, my like... favorite characters this episode. Yeah, I think they might be mine as well. <laughs> they're definitely my least favorite couple in any of the Marvel things. <laughs> like, because then we have, like, them, which I don't think they have really any chemistry... And then we get, like, Mariah and Shades, and they have so much more chemistry. And I don't even want to see them as a couple, necessarily. But I was like, oh, they're so hot together. I don't agree with that. (laughs) With what? That you don't... I I don't think they they have... But I think they have friend chemistry. They've got Mulder and Scully chemistry. They don't need to be screwing. No, they don't need to be. But I feel like they still... They do have chemistry. Like, together, like, they could work as a couple but i don't want them to not on this mm. show mm. you know and yeah i don't want to see shades and mariah together that's just weird i kind of want i kind of want <laughs> jessica to come in and just punch claire out of the show at the moment i'm not sure shades wants it either <laughs> like, <laughs> he like I, just kind of there she kissed him <laughs> he didn't like kiss her back i really. feel like she did it more out of not as in she fancies him but more out of they're the new king and queen of Harlem, so exactly. she kind of I, owes it to I think, him. Yeah, I think their relation probably sexual, but <laughs> on top of that is more about both of them having power. Yeah, there's, yeah, and I think it's, yeah, there's no love there. No. If anybody fancies Mariah as her assistant, he's totally got... Oh, Alex. Oh, my God. Do you think Alex joins oh uh, Shades and Mariah in bed? Yeah. I can imagine that. Yes. Yeah, probably. They have, like, oh, hmm. What he probably <laughs> what does he do? He joins them in bed. Oh, probably. He probably tucks her in. <laughs> <laughs> Brings us some cocoa. Oh. Definitely not coffee. He doesn't bring. No, he doesn't bring a coffee. Bring mm. coffee. But she's yeah. like, eh, thanks, some cocoa. Um, yeah, I, 
I think I vomited a little bit, like, when they were talking about the coffee, though, in this scene. I was like, whoa! Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> so gross! Please stop talking about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh... And I love coffee in all forms. <laughs> this this <laughs> really grossed me up. What about Cuban coffee? Mm, I hear it's particularly robust. But... You're, you're oh, right. Shut up! <laughs> I don't know how that wasn't a boner killer. I know. <laughs> she was like, oh, and then she's like, no, I like it. <laughs> I lied. I like it. <laughs> but then another thing that should have been a boner killer should have been the fact that Misty walks in and says Candace died, and I'm like, okay, good. Now we get yeah. the real boner killer. Nope, they were still going to go and have some coffee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Terrible yeah. people. They're terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, they are terrible people in this episode. Oh, they really are. They're like the most self-centered people in this episode. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Luke sees Mar- uh, Mariah being released. She's wearing a fur coat and pearls and looks fabulous, by the way. Uh, I'm noticing the fashions uh, quite a lot. Um, Mariah. Congratulates congratulates him on being good for the neighborhood, and then she denies all knowledge of the file. Uh, yeah. And Luke kisses Claire's head again, and I'm like, stop it, stop it, <laughs> nope. <laughs> she dropped the file, yeah, uh, during um during all the stuff, and uh, and Bobby finds it at the end of the episode. Uh, so this is when the marshals turn up to arrest Carl Lucas, not Luke Cage, um, because Mariah identified him on TV. Uh, Luke willingly leaves with with them, and then Claire kisses him. The and, most awkward kiss. And so gross. It was so weird. It was like an ugly kiss. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a hot tea kiss. Come on. There wasn't was any kind of longing in it, or like, oh, finally. Do you know what I mean? It was just kind of like... Yeah. <sighs> like, like, going back to season one of Daredevil, I'm just thinking about it. So when... Matt kissed Claire and she kissed him back. She said, I was wondering how long, like, when you would do that because they, there was like a bit of chemistry or whatever. Yeah. I don't feel that with this kiss between these no. two. I don't feel like it's no, like, that, that oh, we've been waiting for this kiss. A, a no. good looking kiss. That was a nice kiss. This one, she looks like she's in pain and not in a good way. <laughs> uh, I just, I wish they were just friends. She's like, I feel like I have to kiss you because you're probably going to be in prison for a while. And it's probably <laughs> so it's like a pity kiss. <laughs> Maybe he'll get conjugal visits. You don't know. No, 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 no coffee in prison. Sorry. Uh, no coffee in prison. No, definitely not in Seagate. Uh, so outside the station, Mariah gives Luke a nice smile and then gets in the car with Alex and Shades. Shades gives her cotton mouth gun. And says it suits you, and Mariah's like, yeah, it does. And she's finally become Mama Mabel. Mm. The transformation is complete. Um, Luke is grumpy in the car that his date got cancelled. Uh, Luke, are you not grumpy that Candace got killed? Like, you just literally found out? I know you no, just found out you're going to prison as well, but, so you know. upset over the coffee, a lack of coffee, that the, the cops he's with are offering to go get him coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this. This one. It's so weird, though. Like, like it's like one last mention of like reading because obviously Luke likes reading, and they mention like these authors again. But he picks up this this book from inside the cop car, and I, and like they're talking about it, and I was like, 
this is weird. <laughs> like, it's just a weird <laughs> transition to get to where you, well, you won't be reading much where you're going. I don't know. I found it just a bit, a bit odd. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then we go back to Harlem's Paradise for one last time. Yeah. I thought it was all shot up. Um, well, this is a bit of time like later, time I'm guessing, though. yeah. Although, I... I, I Why is the barbershop still in sh- shitty condition? I think this is going forward a bit in time, and then when we go back to that shot of Luke at the very end, that is present day. So I think we're flashing forward slightly. Always forward, never... <laughs> exactly. Or maybe this is what Luke is imagining is ha- is going to happen with everyone. Uh-oh. I don't know. Sometimes backwards. They said that can't be. So, yeah, um, sometimes, sometimes backwards. Sometimes backwards. Sometimes you move, to, you know, to move forward. Always. Sometimes diagonally. <laughs> Put your left. <laughs> in out, in out, shake it all back. <laughs> oh, you do the call, Lucas, and you turn around. <laughs> oh, so um, so the following things we see: so Luke is staring out the window at Harlem, and they pass pops. Um, which is still a, a shut up, obviously. Misty identifies Candace's body and has a cry. Uh, Claire sees a little leaflet for some martial arts training. That's kind of interesting. Maybe more on that in a minute. Bobby finds a the file in Pops and does a little smile to himself. And also there's a drawing of a robot on a wall by a child. I was like, what? where did that come from? And first of all, I thought it was like a, ch- a child's drawing of uh, of Diamondback wearing his outfit. And then I was like, no, it's a robot. And I was like, who who drew that? That's weird. I mean, yeah, like, I can't figure out, like, it's a really just random it's robot. So, yeah. But it's almost like somebody in a robot suit, but they have robot hands. But, so I don't... <laughs> that's why I thought like, maybe it was Diamondback, because it's like someone so wearing like, a robot suit. Yeah. And, like, electricity coming off of him. And yeah. it's, like, off the suit. I don't... I am very confused by this robot picture. <laughs> I don't know if it's an Easter egg, like it's a hint at an upcoming villain in Luke Cage or something, like Luke Cage season two. I have no idea, but I was just... I didn't know it's the first time, but this time I was like, hey, what the, what the hell is that robot? <laughs> oh, so... Um, Mariah is wearing a, a really nice white suit and uh, it's kind of interesting that she's wearing a white suit when she becomes a villain at the end and Kingpin ends Daredevil season one wearing a white suit mm. uh, mm. uh, and she is replacing um, the photo of Biggie that belonged to Cottonmouth with a painting like a sur- surreal abstract kind of painting of a king and queen wearing crowns and uh, then she goes and gives Shades a smooch. I thought that was kind of, the painting was kind of fitting, because she does yeah. kind of dual personalities now. Um, yeah, it could be like her and Shades ruling, or it could just be her, yeah, with the dual personalities. I like that, Mel. I like that, Mel. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, in the next scene, Misty enters Hum's Paradise, and she looks, I have to say, she looks freaking gorgeous oh my god i'm in love with misty knight she <laughs> looks ruined. so beautiful there's no robo arm I know, well, yeah um she's got the big afro she's got the hoop earrings and she's got the red outfit and she's watching the balcony again just like she did in the first episode and wait um, for her to wear it i know we'll, we'll get to that in a minute as well matt 
Calm down. Don't don't hatch your don't count your Easter chicks before your Easter eggs have hatched or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so Diamondback is in hospital and he's being watched over by Doctor Bernstein. Oh jeez. Oh no, yeah, guys. They're just gonna like they're just gonna make him super like like Luke and then they're gonna have an identical fight next season except for that suit. suit. This like reminded me of the ending of the Daredevil movie in which Bullseye is in like full traction at the end of that movie and then he like manages to pick up the syringe and throw it at a fly and kill it and then he's like Bullseye (laughs) It's like, Oh no, he's coming back, he's still dangerous. He's coming back in Daredevil two, that's never gonna happen. Um it kind of reminded me of that. And then the last uh, moment is Luke leaves Harlem and then says, sometimes backwards to move forwards, always. And then the song ends. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Mm-hmm. So, would you now like your Easter eggs? Yes, please. Okay. okay. So, um, we mentioned already the Hammer Tech suit. So, built by Justin Hammer, he would have built uh, Diamondback suits. I'm guessing that means he's out of prison, um, Justin Hammer, because we also mentioned before that he actually went to Seagate. Um, that's canon now in Marvel from one of the shorts. Um, Claire calls Luke Power Man at one point, which is the the name he went under for a while in the comics. She called him Power. I didn't like her calling him Power Man either. It's just yeah. a bit like, mm, I don't know. Um, obviously, Sharon Jones uh, appeared at the end and she died in November, November the 18th, 2016, so very recently. Very sad. Um and uh, Claire sees a flyer uh, and takes a little bit of it, and it's for martial arts training with Sensei Colleen Wing. Matt, over to you. Did you do a little? Did you do a little cheer? No. Oh, I said, oh hey, Colleen Wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, cool. So Colleen Wing, as we know, will be in Iron Fist, and we're assuming this is how Claire's going to come into Iron Fist because she's going to go and get martial arts training with Colleen. You know, and that will be how she'll meet Danny. I think the way she's going to redeem herself as a character is by being really terrible at martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> so Colleen's like, I'm sorry, you're just really bad. <laughs> I can't teach you. <laughs> I can teach everybody, but no, not you. It's, it's well known that I can teach everyone martial arts, but I mean, I've just, I've, I've met my match. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, and then the last one is when Misty comes into Harlem's Paradise at the end, she is wearing the typical Misty Knight outfit from the comics, like the uh, the red um, uh, outfit. She's kind of got a bit more makeup on the eyes. She's wearing the hoop earrings. She's got the hair and more of an afro. The only thing she's missing, have a guess, is a freaking gold yeah. robot arm. That's all I want. <laughs> but I wonder... But it's what? just, it's such a tease because you know she's going to go back to looking how she looks. And the entirety of next season. I know, I know. They're not going to have her look like this forever. Which makes me wonder why she's wearing this now, you know? Um, yeah. but she the... should look like this, and Luke should look like how he looked during that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the tiara and everything, and the yellow shirt. And... I'm still they upset as well that Colleen doesn't have red hair in, uh, in Iron Fist. I don't mind Matt not having red hair, but I think Colleen should have red hair. That'd be cool. Because it's clearly in the comics, it's dyed red hair because she's half Japanese. So it can't be like her natural colour, really. Um, so, yeah, so that's Misty Mouse Habit. But do you guys think from this that she has quit being a cop and she's going to go solo and this is her kind no. of doing her own thing? I don't think oh. so. 
<laughs> I didn't get from that that she quit being a cop. I don't know. I just thought she was just going to yeah. keep keep checking in on them. <laughs> so she's actually maybe just gone out for the night to go party, and that's why she's in her party clothes. Similar to the first episode when she yeah. was still... Oh, yeah, that's she... true. Yeah, yeah. She was in her cocktail dress, wasn't she? Mm, cool. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. what? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And hopefully she'll get that. Oh, sorry, I just yawned. And hopefully she'll get that awesome mm-hmm. robot arm because it would go so nice with that outfit. Just saying. Um, okay, now it is time for our last Luke Cage quotes. Um, Tammy, do you want to go first? Oh, uh, sure. Surprise! Uh, <laughs> I know, really. I, I, I really uh, go first. Wait, hold on, Mel. Do you have only one quote? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I should have asked. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Right ahead, Tammy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it it was when Luke and Striker <coughs> say Carl and Willis were fighting as kids, and he said, and uh, Carl says, um, I still got you in my corner, and Willis says, always, and he says, then I'm not alone, Aww. and that's what I was like. They love each other. They love it. It's so sweet. They just love each other. <laughs> <laughs> So, there you go. Um, Melanie? Uh, it's not the full quote, but I just took kind of like the Cole's notes of the quote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about your sororal? Actually, it's my <laughs> oo-whoop. <laughs> I was like, I love that word, oo-whoop. <laughs> oo-whoop. <laughs> I had to well, rewind that because I was like, what the hell are they talking about? And then I was like, I guess I the sorority? Yeah, so the whole the whole thing is we know that they were sorority sisters, and Skiwi, which is what Misty Knight references, is um, having to do with a, a call that the Alpha Kappa Alphas make at oh, Howard okay. University. And then Oop is what the Deltas make at Howard University. So she was correcting her, oh. saying, no, that's not the sorority we were in. We were in this sorority. What so it is, but it's oh, kind yeah. of neat to say to like think that this is like part of Marvel Universe now that <laughs> Howard University, like any <laughs> African American character that you know goes to college in the Marvel Universe could have went to like Howard University, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's it's a it's a big deal in the U.S. for African Americans. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, I I like my knowledge about like the whole. So- sorority and fraternity yeah. thing i'm just like eh do you have those in canada i have to ask no no we don't have I them know. either I'm sure we, do. we never went to university we yeah but my I, I know my brother went to university and i don't think there was a sorority sure there we don't be. have like the greek system or anything there's probably like an equivalent i don't think we do matt someone's gonna tell you you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> Matt, never heard do you have a quote? Well, it's such a big, it's such a big thing in U.S. culture that I feel that we would have heard about it in Canada, but I feel like it's mostly in American movies that we hear about it. Mm. Yeah, you should um, tweet uh, Justin Trudeau and ask him, and then ha- do hashtag stop blanking. <laughs> <laughs> stop blanking and tell me if there are sororities. In Canada. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, what? Uh, Matt, do you have any quotes? Um, let's see if I can get through it. I hear everything you say. Mm-hmm. Even when you... <laughs> 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 I don't remember that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that happening. Oh. I, don't, I don't feel <laughs> sick. I just have, I just have like, like 
my fresh flesh is crawling. I'm like, no. Uh, I have a quote from Mariah, uh, which I loved towards the end of the episode, which was, was that an important call, my dear? I was like, I freaking love you, Mariah. Uh, <laughs> I, like, oh. I like, uh, I like a uh, new paraphrasing of Pop saying, which was, sometimes backwards to move forwards always. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I was like, that makes... That actually makes a lot more sense to me than Pop's quote, because I do feel that way. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to go back to move forward. So. Do you think that Luke is a big fan of the Paula Abdul song, Two Steps Forward, Two Steps Back? Yes. We go together because yes. opposites yes. attract. <laughs> Paula Abdul is right there on his list next to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson uh, and who was the other person? I can't remember. Oh, uh, well, Method Man. Oh, Method Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paula Abdul will perform next season. <gasps> oh my god, can you imagine if she appeared in if she appeared in Harlem's Paradise and sang Opposites Attract, I officially am going to die of happiness. I'm not even joking. Oh my god. Um, I also have, this is when I, I just wrote my notes, shut up, Claire, was <laughs> when they're talking Aww. about pops, and she goes, it's, it's Misty and Luke having a full-on conversation with one another. They are doing just fine. And then <laughs> Misty just goes, or not Misty, Claire just goes, I wish I would have met him. Shut up and stop yeah. trying to include yourself in the conversation. You have no business even being there. You did nothing to help. Get out of here, <laughs> Get out of here you. <laughs> and don't don't forget to leave that dental floss in Misty's arm as well. Good. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have one uh, which was random little, we don't know his name, little incident DVD boy, um, which is when his friend goes to film... Claire and Luke, and he says, what does he say? Now, B, brother deserves discretion. <laughs> I was like, aww. Um, and I also have another one, which was the kid uh, during the fight who goes, dude's talking about your mums, Luke. You in Harlem, you better put it on him, son. <laughs> oh, I'm so white. <laughs> yeah, I like that line. Any other quotes, guys? Well, then it's time for feedback. We have two emails. We have one from Robin and one from Sedna. The one from Robin is quite long. <laughs> it's entitled, You Know My Sneeze. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, Jerry. Uh, should we take it in turns, uh, Tammy, me and you? I have a feeling we're gonna have to. Okay. I well, think you... Matt should be included if that if it's that long. Well, you you go first and then tap out when you need to. There you go. There you go. On, I've got to scroll up and find it. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's over finally. All right, I'm tapping out. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, if I could just binge these episodes like I hadn't been able to with Daredevil and Jessica Jones, that this Marvel Netflix production of a 13 episode that should be 10 or 8 would be a bit more fun to watch. I swear that it just seemed to drag more than any of those. I'd trade the Diamondback plot uh, with five more episodes of The Purple Man is Captured. Oh no, The Purple Man has escaped. No wait, The Purple Man is Captured again. I love that this series set up um, what the series set up at the beginning but the pacing and what uh, they chose to do to pad out 13 episodes make the, makes this to me the worst Marvel Netflix season yet. I don't agree with that. Anyway. Mm, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say something shocking. I think this is better than Daredevil season two. Whoa. That is, that 
coming from you, Claire? Like, I'm speechless. I, I, I think... <laughs> I think it's better than Daredevil season two. I I I love Daredevil season two. Of course, I love Daredevil. I, I love Daredevil. Um, yeah, but my yeah, I mean I and I love Daredevil season one because it has a, a place in my heart. But yeah, I think this is definitely better than Daredevil season two, and I like Daredevil season two. I think this show is more important than Daredevil season two. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Entertaining. Uh, yeah. It's, it's more important than... I don't even know. Uh, okay, let's start with the fight. Uh, that suit looks ridiculous. Yes, it does. I listened to the Weekly Planet's review of this today and had a big laugh when they compared the suit to Luke Cage fighting a turtle. <laughs> but with it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It's go Ninja, go uh, Ninja, go. I, <laughs> I would have loved it if Luke just stopped once during the fight and told Stryker that he looked like a damn fool. The fight itself wasn't bad, but they kept focusing on Stryker's power-packed turtle shell. I expected Luke to smash it. We all did. That never happened. Also, there was one point where Stryker's, Stryker knees Luke, and he goes flying. Does the suit have power knee pads, too? Yeah, I thought the whole suit was powered, right? Yeah, I thought it was. You said that the whole thing was powered? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, just a chest plate. It was everything. Mm. Um, all right, I'm going to tap out, because these paragraphs are long. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I thought the crowd cheering him on, especially when some of them talked directly to Luke, was just silly, but it still cracked me up. I remember seeing Die Hard in a theatre in Queens, and people were bellowing at the screen just like that. What were they going, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce? I usually watch movies in Vermont, and we are all mostly quiet and keep to ourselves. Well, Robin, you need, you need, to, go to, a, you need to go to a screening of The Room where Tommy Wiseau is present. And do the interactive screening where you throw plastic spoons in the air. What? It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, say, oh, hi, whenever anyone comes on screen. The boxing flashbacks were okay to start with. I found that Kid Striker was much more interesting in his few scenes than Adult Striker. But constantly cutting to Kid Carl or Carl's Carl's Jr. in the rings. Fast food place. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know that. In the ring was just not needed. Just extra padding that ultimately meant nothing. Do the writers think this is Daredevil all of a sudden? Because it has boxing? Um, After the fight, this... Hey, there's a lot of boxing that goes on in New York. After the fight, this episode just takes a nap and plays out all the steps of wrapping up the season that you could have called in the previous episode. Striker beaten, Shades murders Candice, Mariah gets released, Misty is upset, just paint-by-numbers finale writing. No surprises. Everything that happens gave me a reaction of a resigned oh rather than a shocked oh. Well, (laughs) there was the gasp of revulsion I let out when Luke and Mary Sue Temple (laughs) kissed and talked about coffee while slurping noodles suggestively. This was after she failed at doing her one job, which was staying at her mother's apartment with Candice and keeping her safe. I just got this innocent girl murdered. Let's bang it out. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Lucky for us, Luke is arrested, because fuck that. Then we see her taking the number of Colleen Wing. Great. We knew that was going to happen, because she's going to show up in Iron Fist. Uh, did yeah. we... Spoiler alert, Robin, she's going to show up in Defenders as well. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> in all of them. Um, like, yeah. But I don't know, because, like, Robin's saying about, like, her, her and Luke banging out, and then he's like, and then we see her taking the number of Colleen Wing great i don't think colleen wing and claire are gonna bang it out but maybe maybe they will (laughs) um did we ever did we ever find out why luke was in seagate in the first place if so my bad but if not what a shitty way to end a season well except for one thing well he got arrested again at the end because he broke out of prison 
It wasn't because of what he did. I think he's asking why he was in Seagate in the first place. Like, why why originally? I, I think, I'm not sure what um, Willis framed him for. Because he uh, framed him to get him into Seagate. It wasn't like yeah. he actually did anything. And Luke was a cop at the time, and yeah. um, I think it was for killing someone. Yeah. I think. Um, and he yeah. was framed for that. Um, because I, I'm pretty sure in that episode they comment on something like that. Um, I don't know. It sucks that we got zero payoff for Shades. Yeah, we did. He got a smooch. He's with, yeah, he's with Mariah. That's a yeah. lot of payoff. He's gone from being Cottonmouth's little lackey to being the, you know, the co-ruler of Harlem's Paradise. Yeah. Uh, what is his background? Why does he have an interest in the goings-on of Harlem if he was originally in a Georgian prison? He, he was o- in a Georgian pr- prison, but he grew up in... I thought he grew up in Harlem because he knew that family. Yeah. Didn't he know everybody? Okay. I, I'm pretty right. sure he did, I yeah. I didn't lose my mind. Okay, cool. Yeah. But also, like, Justin Hammer... Um, went to Seagate, and he is, I think, from New York, and um, Trevor Slattery went to Seagate, and he's English, so, yeah, you know, they just take certain it, prisoners. Seagate isn't like a state prison, it's like no. some kind of compound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he always seemed to have something up his sleeve. This show has more dangling questions than Westworld, but yeah, nothing revealed. However, we finally get a happy ending for my one true pairing of the series. <laughs> Mariah and Shades look like they were about to make sweet, sweet hot coffee. I'm so happy for them. My ship is officially sailing. Yay. Well, that's about it. I hope you guys had fun with it. I don't think I'll rewatch more than the first few episodes of this series ever again. I truly hope for the best for season two. New showrunner, please. Oh, no, I don't want a new showrunner. Uh-uh, the message no. is the message is great. The story is not. Every single time I got excited by the show throughout this season... I was almost immediately bored soon after. Hope you all had a sweet Christmas. Excelsior! Thank you, Robin. I think, like, that last Method Man episode, I think I will rewatch several times. <laughs> I've seen it several times already. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I do think, like, um, in terms of the showrunner, I, I feel like, um, like maybe some of the things that he wanted to do with the show, he, he had some limitation, or there, there were some things he had to include because it is a superhero show. Do you, do you yeah, know what I mean? And it sense. kind of limited the stuff he wanted to an extent because he had to include certain things and maybe made it feel uneven at points. Um, I, I kind of felt throughout the show, but the good stuff is really good in this series, I think. Um, okay, Melanie. Mm. I've got a Sedna email for you. Okay. Special little gift. A sweet, sweet Sedna email. A sweet, sweet New Year Sedna email. <gasps> okay. Oh, fuck no, please. <laughs> just one long, boxing, flashback-peppered fight between Luke and Diamondback in his stupid, snaky fight suit. Thank fuck his slam into the ceiling and fling him over there. <laughs> still on him. And it's wrapped up within the quarter hour. Yeah. he's bringing sass to arresting Ryan Diamondback. Claire, call Foggy! Okay, don't, because it's time for this explanation slash mission statement speech while Mariah plays dumb and spins yarns to BFF Ridley. Just as it looks like Misty's nailed her, oh, fuck! God, <laughs> Shades had her phone. Bastard. <laughs> Poor Misty, part 296. <laughs> yep. All right, call Matt then. Whatevs. Coffee will wait. Actually, 
I like Luke and Claire. Sorry, though. <laughs> Jessica slash Luke is awesome. Jessica so deserves a healthy relationship in all the superpowered sexy, sexy times. It still might happen. It better. <laughs> I think I think you want you want it all, Senda, and you can't have it all. <laughs> <laughs> At least Luke's got good books and decent company in his detail going back face to face the music in Georgia. Lovely last performance from the sadly late Sharon Jones. Yeah. Yay! Claire picked the flyer for Colleen Wing Dojo. I might have to rethink my, rethink my reservations about Iron Fist after all. Shade slash Mariah, it's a thing! Chris and <laughs> evil power couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god, please don't let Dr. Steve Lewis on back. Farewell for now, lovely peeps. I've enjoyed this stint very much, especially Tammy's music knowledge. Oh! Oh, thank you, Sedna. Please rethink Iron Fist, we need emails from you. Yeah, seriously. We demand feedback now for everything we do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thanks guys for your feedback. Love hearing feedback as always. And it's always fun to read. So now guys, (laughs) it is time to rate this final episode. Um... We don't have a guest because Rebecca didn't join us. I don't know why. Uh, so I'm going to say, Tammy Tam Tam, you can go first. Um, yeah. I Now I wish I would have given last week's episode a 10 out of 10. Or <laughs> half out of 10. Uh, this episode was fine. It did its, to me, it served its purpose. Its purpose was to wrap everything up and send us off into the next show. And that's what I think it did. It answered, you know, where everybody kind of went, mm-hmm. what happened to people, and it set us up for a season two of Luke Cage. You know, he's going to prison. How's he going to get out of that? And really, he has to do that before he gets into Defenders, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe he spends, yeah, or maybe he spends all of Defenders at Seagate just sending emails. <laughs> well, if I were there, this is what I would do. The Skypes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it sends him off there. It sends Claire to be with Colleen Wing. And um, we've got uh, Misty looking hot at the end. Still with an arm, though. Mm. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, so it, w- it was fine. Yeah, there were no surprises, like Robin said. But how are they going to... I don't know why they would do surprises, because it's going to be so long before we get a second season of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be so much stuff that happens between now and then that I don't, I don't know if it would have made sense, necessarily. Well, I mean, since we didn't get any... I, don't know um but yeah so the episode was fine no big deal uh i would give it um eight out of ten shut up claire oh what did i do (laughs) (laughs) uh mel uh yeah i I don't know i feel like the season didn't end as strongly as it began so i mean i agree i don't know yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of tough because it, it, it's still it's still a good show I think and it's probably one of the better Marvel shows I think I'm I feel like I'm reading it overall <laughs> that's not my intention um, yeah no the episode was fine I mean yeah we got a good wrap up and I have no idea what they're gonna really do like I don't I don't know if they can like really like they obviously like. It's going to have to wait till like, season three or something for Diamondback to come back, if he comes back at all. If there is a season three. I'm just rambling. Seven out of ten. Whoops. 
<laughs> uh, Matt. Agree with what everyone said. Um, Even my rambling? Yep. It was all coherent and sound advice. Oh, uh, sure. Or sound, sound opinion, rather. Um, it was This episode was mostly like a big season two setup. Um, I guess that made some people angry, I heard, I think. I didn't, didn't really um, make me angry. I don't know. Probably. Like, everything makes some people angry. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, like, I, I was kind of underwhelmed by the fight. Like, I liked the car crushing parts, but besides that, <laughs> um, and... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was better than the past few episodes, but not great. Uh, it gets it gets a little boring watching super powerful people beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, nobody has interesting powers like laser powers or like frost breath or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you you know that you know that it's gonna be like one of those fights that just drags on because they're both super powerful. It's kind of yeah. like and I hate to get nerdy here, but it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how, how I feel about Superman when Superman's beating things up because yeah, it's, it's always it has to be something that's equally as strong and I'm just like it's just punchy punchy and I'm like yeah. me a whole lot of haymakers yep um, <laughs> I'll give it a 8 out of 10 nearly classic looks <laughs> <laughs> ne- oh so close uh, 8 out of 10 um, I would agree yeah pretty much with what you guys said I think it's a weaker end to the se- the season than the start I really love the start um, I think it kind of picks up a, a little bit in this episode uh, it gets some of the energy back from, from the Method Man episode onwards um, we have that big stretch in the middle where Luke is shot and he's just kind of pottering around and he's hurt um, it's weird though because for a Luke Cage series, I really feel that, and maybe it's because he's a much more stoic, quiet character. I feel like compared to Daredevil and Jessica Jones, he almost came off as a supporting character in his own show, um, or a co-star in his own show, and I never mm-hmm. felt that with the other two shows. Um, yeah, and I don't know why. I can only think it's because he is this kind of stoic character. I'm kind of hoping that in this episode where he sort of stepped up to the bat and, you know, almost like publicly declared himself the defender of, of Harlem, that that will change. He'll be a character that's much more out there because he's embraced by Harlem and um, a much more, a character who's going to take charge much more. Um, I guess also maybe he's been a bit passive because he's constantly been hiding from from people, um, and maybe that's a part of it. Um, I don't know. I I just yeah. It, it just it, I I would like to have seen more of him. I would like to have it got under his skin a bit more. Not literally, even though we did get that. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, Misty and I. I, I love Misty so much. Um, I like that she makes mistakes, but yeah, she is a terrible police officer. She needs to quit and become a private investigator. Um, and she needs a robot arm. And she looks super, super foxy at the end of that of that episode. Oh, my God. Um, and Mariah is awesome. I love her. So I'm going to give it, because I think it did like a, a decent job at ending it, but it didn't blow me away. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. 100 days, 100 nights. At least until we watch Defenders and see Luke Cage again. <laughs> that gives this episode an average of a seven point seven five. 
Uh, would you guys like to know what the most popular episode of the season was? For us? Yeah. Was it episode one? It was not. It was episode six with an average of 8.6. Episode one got an average of 7.7. So actually, uh, there was a few episodes that beat episode one. So most popular episode was 8.6. The most almost hated episode was episode nine, 5.87. That's mainly because our guest gave it a four. But then I gave it a six. Tammy gave it a 6.5. And Matt gave it a seven. So none of us rated it very high. But I think that was the... um, the kind of shrapnel going on in that episode. Um, would you guys like to know who loves the series the most out of us? Sure. All right, I'm gonna have to just add it up quickly. So bear me one moment. Talk amongst Can yourselves. Can I take a guess that it's me? <laughs> <laughs> Might be, because you were just rating it on um, Mike Coulter's sweet, sweet body. Pretty much. I mean, until <laughs> the last couple of episodes, <laughs> it was it was getting some free. Three points for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Well, I my average score for the episodes was seven point five out of ten. Fair. Um, fair. Yeah. I'm very. I'm very. I'm very fair. Fair, Claire. They call me. Okay. So, are you ready for the shocking results of who liked this season the most? Yes. Okay. In fifth place was our guests with an average score of 7.04 out of 10. Um, that's why probably. Why do you hate the show? Why do you hate? Why do you hate it, guests? Like why? Why did why'd you guys you... even sign up? Oh. Well, apparently some of them just decided not to show up. So oh, exactly. <laughs> but our guests did uh, did get a four. Uh, did rate some episodes a four, a four, and yeah. a a 5.5. Highest rated episode for guests was episode six, which was uh, our highest rated average one as well. Also episode eight and the second episode. In fourth place, the uh, the Marvel fan among us, me. I like the show least out of the four of us. I'm shocked at that. Uh, average of 7.5 out of 10. No, no tens and only one nine. I thought I gave more nines. But I only gave one, which was to the Method Man episode, of course. Um, so in third place, Matt with seven... Uh, no, sorry, Mel with 7.7 out of 10. Um, your favourite episode was episode six as well. Uh, that's the most like popular episode by far. Matt was second with 7.8 out of 10. Favourite episode, episode seven um, and 10... And you liked um, episode six, 8.5, same as me. Mel liked it the most, and Tammy liked it the least. Um, but Tammy, first place, a whopping 8.1 out of 10 average. I think it's because I gave some nines and nine and a halfs. We do have one nine and a half, which was for episode 12, obviously Method yeah, Man. The Method Man. Uh, episode two got a nine, episode seven got a nine, episode 10 got a nine. Your lowest rated episode was a 6.5, which was episode 9. Yeah. 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 I, was, uh, I think that was around um, the shrapnel bit going on. Uh, all the shrapnel stuff with Luke. I can't remember what happens in episode 6. I'm going to find out now. 
Yeah, because um, I, if that one was such a highly rated episode, I'm like, I don't remember it. I think it was. I I think it was right. Maybe it was when I think it was mouth was murdered. Yeah, I think it was because that's when it really picked up. It was suckers need bodyguards. Uh, let's have a look. After Cottonmouth and Scarf's bloody clash, Luke realizes that saving the community may turn former allies into enemies and enemies into allies. So, yeah, it's where Scarf got killed. I think Cottonmouth got killed at the end of the episode. Oh, no, he didn't, because he's still alive in episode seven. Oh, so this is, that's when Cottonmouth is um, arrested and Scarf dies. Yes, so it was that one. We really liked that episode. So, yeah, really that was... We liked Scarf dying. Yeah, we were so happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah that was it for Luke Cage um, every time I picture Scarf in my head he's played by Joey Pants <laughs> yeah, I know. oh I kind of wish he was even though I, I, I yeah I loved Scarf in the show anyway and I love Frank Frank um, uh, Whaley playing him but yeah Joey Pants just being like eh, I'm totally not a corrupt cop I swear <laughs> I want to go back in the Matrix <laughs> This steak is delicious. <laughs> um, so, uh, guys, do you have anything you wish to plug for this week or for sort of the next couple of months you've got coming up until we come back? Uh, I don't know when Twin Peaks is coming back, but... Yeah. I can't believe they haven't done a release date for the show yet. It's like, come on. Although they did do a really sweet little promo that was just um, David Lynch as Gordon Cole drinking coffee. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was random. So, yeah, Twin Peaks podcast coming back. Can't wait. Uh, Tammy has her returning podcast coming back. Yeah, I've got um, I'll Watch That Movie, uh, which I do a podcast with my husband where he introduces me to all of the movies he loved in the 80s and then and, and the 90s. And then I crush all of his dreams and memories. <laughs> and that was terrible. Why would you have liked that movie? <laughs> and it's back after a... Three-year hiatus? Three year, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, life got really fucking crazy. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, but it's like calming down, and it's a beautiful thing. If you look on our Defenders Facebook page, you'll see I got to watch Luke Cage at work today while drinking beer and eating popcorn. So, so jealous. life <laughs> is uh, going pretty well now. Um, good, good. So, yeah. So, therefore, the uh, podcast was back. So, uh, and... But, you know, more importantly, guys, it's Calavici Fashion Cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quantum Link podcast I do with Claire and um, former uh, guest, uh, Brad. So uh, it's a lot of fun, and we talk about Quantum Leap and all the crazy fashions. And there are so many. <laughs> so there, everywhere you turn, there's another crazy fashion. <laughs> everywhere you look, in the background, yeah, there's a crazy fashion there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. everywhere. Love it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I was just going to say you can find me on Calavici Fashion Cast, but Tammy said it for me, so thanks, Tammy. That's cool. You can also find me on Matt is Wrong About Games, the video game. What are you covering at the moment? Uh, it's always just whatever's the newest thing. <laughs> whatever you're wrong about. Whatever I'm wrong about. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ever the correct Matt and the other Matt is Wrong About Games? It's up to the listener. Oh. oh. You can vote. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wish there was a vote you could do. And then whoever loses gets splatted or something. <laughs> <laughs> not like what? not like a, a grim splatted, like you have to like get... You get, sli- like you get slimed, yeah, that's it. That's what I meant. <laughs> slimed. Yeah. 
Um, well, we don't have anything for next week. Um, we're having some time off. We might do some maybe little bonus episodes before uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist is out on the 17th of um, uh, March, St. Patrick's Day. So we'll be recording uh, episode one um, probably a week after that on the Thursday. So you guys have plenty of time to watch it and send us feedback. Uh, we may do some bonus episodes between that. There might be some interviews, perhaps, um, if I can actually sort some out. Um, stop being lazy. Um, yeah, so just keep an eye on our feed for any of that. Um, if you want to send us your thoughts on Luke Cage as a whole, um, that'd be great, and we'll read those at the start of Iron Fist. Um, but we don't have a, a, a guest, so who wants to take us out with a sweet Christmas or an Excelsior or a Luke? Should we just do a Luke, Luke, Luke? Luke, 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 you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it. And you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!